Hi, what's up guys? Welcome to another episode of Teas and Conversations. I am so happy you are still riding with me. I am so grateful and I do appreciate um, you being here and listening. I've been told I have a very calm voice with some people telling me how dare those people on radio never give you opportunities because girl, your voice is radio worthy. Anyways, we've since said bye-bye to crying over not getting radio opportunities because now we have our own space here. So thank you so much guys for listening in. It's like you guys are giving me newly found purpose to do this. But I also appreciate that we are creating our small community of people who share experiences, use the platform to learn from each other, to unlearn and relearn, and I love it here. In today's episode... I told you in the previous episode that um, going forward, I'm going to have people on. So this is the very first interview that you will ever hear on this podcast. And I figured who else to do it with than one of my bestest, closest friends and someone with whom we share experiences in the media. So in today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Justine Navunya. I am so excited to introduce her, but I'm also caught between letting you do your own introduction. Seriously? Okay. Yeah. Hey. I really wish I could know how you introduce me. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Okay, please. no, first introduce yourself, then we'll do the other take. Okay. Okay. Um, my name is Justin Navunya. I'm a journalist by profession and practice at the same time. I work with Spark TV as a news anchor and reporter. And at the same time, I really wish I could join your industry of content creation. I'm not there yet, but I'm almost there. I also own uh, Jagaya, uh, a company that deals in Chitenge Fabrics, works in particular. And at the same time, I also work closely with uh, Jagaya Shops. We deal in documentary work, video production, photography. So just visit Instagram, follow us there, and then... We keep in touch yeah okay now that you know who we are talking to i feel like I, I would never be able to do your introduction justice after <laughs> your introduction so let's just say i've cheated my way out <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming thank you for inviting me thank you for allowing to do this i'm so excited okay. to do it yeah okay. given the fact that we have our own journey the both of us it's yeah. so crazy how we worked together years back and then when you resigned i also resigned we still ended up working in the same company yeah. so it's amazing i think i really love our journey also i kind of miss you there I miss you so much. you've just recently <laughs> gone back into mainstream media yeah. i know that we're going to have this the proper way but how long have you been in the media industry generally i think i've been in practice since 2014 yeah my journey draws to way back and that was before i even clocked 80 yeah yeah it draws to way back you know my first time to ask for a job in the media industry or fraternity i remember i was seven years old and i told my mom <laughs> i wanted to be a journalist so i used to see kids presenting news on wbs yeah. So I wanted to be a part of the kids' newsroom at least. So I requested my mom, you know what, I want to write an application. I want to work there. I want to do exactly what they do. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, my application was the worst. Mm -hmm. But she guided me on how to prepare one. 
she tasked my big brother to actually take me to spear motors by then it was at spear motors then yeah i want to drop off my application I, I think i wanted to do this from way back yeah yeah then as i grew older before i could leave my form four i started volunteering at a community radio station yes so i think that's when i started um having contacts uh, networking with people in the industry then that's when i kick-started or i embarked on um, the broadcast media because i networked with people from nbs actually trained in the nbs newsroom for a long period of time before i even went to journalism school it's crazy <laughs> so really yeah um how easy was it for you to get an opportunity like to get your foot through the door um at nbs or wherever you trained from i it wasn't easy i one thing i noticed or i realized you have to network as much as you can so that means as i said like i had to volunteer at a community registration so most of these people kept coming through and i used to have a chat with them and then you know when we meet people our conversations are different you mm-hmm. lose track of what you have to talk about mm-hmm. so for me i presented myself in a way that hey i actually want to do this all i need is an opportunity so when the opportunity came they actually knew where to go who to really send you to exactly yeah so and then experience you know we always ask ourselves people ask us you are applying for a job you're just out of um, university School, yeah. and then they want you to have experience where do they expect me to get the experience so for me i didn't have the experience but what i did that voluntary work i did sort of gave me the experience i needed mm. so when they asked me f- about the experience bit I, i really had somewhere to start from mm. so it wasn't really that easy it took i think um two years of voluntary work just networking and then also having the experience so that way i i knew who to go to when i wanted training i knew who to go to when the time came at uh, campus where i had to intern still i knew who to go to because i mean at least i had networked yeah yeah and also had the experience i like that you point that out the i think that most people feel okay when you're at university you're dying to get out of university so you can jump into the world of employment and then start making your money exactly. etc but now so most people tend to think voluntary work is a waste of time mm-hmm. um but i like that you point it out that it can actually be the stepping stone it can yeah. create opportunities for you it can create the experience that your employer or future employer is going to ask for yeah. i volunteered personally i also did for like three years um but with an ngo but now through that ngo that is when i met someone from the media industry at the time was really prominent mm-hmm. and i also approached him like and i think it's really important for us to know what we really want because mm-hmm. i just remember telling him i really would like a shot at um at ntv <laughs> the guts i know <laughs> i would like a shot at ntv i really want to do news i've never done it but mm. i feel like i feel like i can do it all i need is a little bit of mentorship mm. and then an opportunity and the guy looked at me and said you could do anything on tv you could do fashion you could do whatever entertainment yeah. is i'm like um yeah i think i could do that but it's not really my calling i don't want to do that i want to do news because i've always felt like female journalists or news anchors just 
Well, they just look a particular way. When I was yeah. younger, when I was younger, I felt like they always commanded audience. Exactly. They was, yeah. So he told me, okay, just come. We'll do a screen test. I'm not promising you anything, mm. but just come through. So I even remember like the exposure to how things are done in a studio. I'd never been to one. I just remember entering. I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. So I did a screen test and surprisingly told me I did very well. Wow, okay. told me there was no opportunity at the moment but just remember yeah, thanking him yes and i remember thanking him and telling him after today i feel like <laughs> i can actually do it so thank you very much so it wasn't until a year later mm -hmm. rather no, no no after that i felt like i had this newly found uh how do i call it urge like if this gentleman and his team think you can actually do it on the first go then I think you really can. So that's how I ended up applying to record TV. Okay. Yeah, wow. I'm I'm doing a lot of I want to do it <laughs> <laughs> and no experience. I took my application letter. You so had the experience. Let me tell you something. That mere walking into that walking into NTV, walking to that studio, walking through those halls. I yeah. mean that alone is uh, is enough. I mean you already know how to walk around how to dress how what to say to talk to when people. i yeah when i yeah. enter the studio what happens yeah. you know now you know that they have to put a lapel on you yeah you actually that is experience already yeah so we shouldn't undermine anything anything you're doing on the road to your destination i mean you should value it and give it your best because you never know where it's going to lead you mm. ah personally mm, i have to say god is amazing he has done great things in my life seriously Yay because the people who have master masters and stuff but i don't have a masters yet so <laughs> but i'll get there someday that's the goal yeah. so um for me after that voluntary work and then i networked uh straight up there's a gentleman i think we've talked about him john bironjiba will come mm. uh that gentleman i think as we networked he looked at me and told me how about we give uh, digital marketing a shot coupled with uh, photography skills I think it wasn't just it's not what I wanted mm. I gave it a shot he trained me together with his team uh, with uh, Jay, Sandra there were quite a number of people and then when I gave it a shot it wasn't working out for me and he told me I think you really want to do something different but uh, they were the ones handling the social media for NBS at that time. I continued to network with the NBS team and yeah, before long I also started entering the newsroom. Before long I started, you know, I want to train. I had these I had these conversations with uh, the then chief news editor Simon Muyanga Utaya mm. and all the colleagues, Remy Bahati, everyone <laughs> like who was there. I kept on telling them what I really wanted. So when I, I, I continued gathering the experience when time came when I had to intern I still stayed in the same place until I was called that um, it's, it's crazy how I actually entered the record because I had gone to see a friend uh, I needed footage mm -hmm. so I come to the reception I sit back I talk to the front desk person like I'm here to see someone she tells me you can have a seat at the reception so I think everyone who was seated at the front desk or the lounge I think they had come for screen tests so I was given a piece of paper for the screen test I also went through <laughs> when they said you're next <laughs> I 
I went in. You fixed yourself. Uh, yeah. No, God fixed you. <laughs> <laughs> I went in. I walked to the studio, sat down. We used to have practicals at um, at campus for news anchoring. So I sat down, did what we do in school. And I think it was a week or two later, I was called to sign a contract. Can you imagine? Yes, that? that is how crazy. Do you know, to this day, like, I'd never really known how, like, I didn't know that's how you actually got yeah, into so record TV. I had gone to see a friend to ask for footage. Wow. And I was called to record a year later after I dropped that application. Like, wow. just things are so crazy. Now you've put your, your foot through the door. <laughs> I understand that there are so many challenges that people face mm-hmm. in the media, especially women. Um, have you had some of those? Like, I personally have mine, but mm-hmm. this is just like a conversationally. So many. <laughs> so many. And they start with you. Um, if you're a first-timer in the media industry, you're already on air. I don't know. There's a kind of way people look at you. They praise you. I don't know what comes with that job, but they look at you in a different way. I really can't explain how but everyone feels like oh my god she's on tv and stuff so before you know it you may lose yourself if you're not careful because you're going to start feeling oh come on i'm everyone knows me i mean the family i'm sort of you know i am (laughs) i am the justin i know eh? i've made it before i come before Mm. i arrive the meeting can't start. <laughs> I am that person. <laughs> yeah, before the meeting, before I arrive, there is no family meeting. Okay. Mm. So if you really ain't a person of character mm. and you also, I think values really mm. unnecessary because mm. you may end up losing yourself. You have to remain grounded. Exactly. Yeah. So it really... It requires something out of you yeah, <laughs> to does. stay first of all to stay true to yourself to stay true to the people around you and then another challenge that comes with it people have particular expectations from you just the mere way you look just where you go to buy your things which particular you buy clothes from which kind yeah. of salon you go to which restaurant you exactly. eat exactly Forgetting yeah. that you're also human. I want it command. You also had a life meanwhile. You also had a life before, you know, you got this opportunity. Exactly. While change is good and all that, I feel like there's a lot of pressure imposed on people who, on air personalities. Yes. Yeah, but these people have life. When someone finds you downtown, they feel like, what? Is that? I mean, I'm human. I have demands. I have things I need. And if yeah. they are downtown, why shouldn't I go downtown? Yeah. Okay. Like, what about all the other people that go downtown? <laughs> exactly. Or, or simply because now I am on TV. So what has changed? Yeah, so I understand. Actually, sorry. Sorry. I understand when people say, "You say now you're a brand and you don't represent yourself anymore. You represent your, both your brands and the bigger brand, which is your employer or exactly. the company that you're working for." But I know. I feel like those expectations really need to be shed off. Yeah. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter so much. Because everyone has different expectations of you. If you want to prove everything to someone else, or you want to live a life they expect from you, then you're going to lose yourself. So, for me, I think it draws back to you knowing who you are, your worth, and exactly what you want in life. I believe in living an intentional life. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so it draws back to that and once you know all that, trust me, none of these pressures is going to get to you. 
because you already know what you want, your values, your worth, you already know what you want to do in life. Yeah, even when a tabloid writes a very <laughs> silly yeah, article I, about you, you either choose to fight them on social media and go back and forth and abuse people. Exactly. Or you could just choose to say, you know, at my peace, and my ranting will never end. It will never end. <laughs> it's like once you so, fight back higher, you have ignited yeah. a fire that never goes out. So actually, uh, on that point, those people who have a lot of expectations, different pressures that they are bringing on you they include even our fellow journalists who want to you know dig deep is she dating yeah is she hanging out with and before you know it someone is looking at into nonya her nudes mm. like you know those kind of stories and then people write false things about you yeah. i mean then at the end of the day some things don't matter to me yeah. some things don't matter i still want to stay true to myself and i think i've lived by mm. that since day one you're still listening to Tizen conversations your go-to podcast where we create a community and it's woman friendly all around i'm still chatting with justine who is also like my bestest friend but also like colleague in the media industry so we're talking about challenges Mm-hmm. and how it is important for us to stay grounded exactly. because the exposure that comes with the media can have the best of you or the better of you and you end up creating your own challenges as opposed to external <laughs> yeah. factors so any others oh wait oh yeah yeah um i could point out one mm-hmm. banange banange I know that this i'm going to shake this table and people are going to fall off <laughs> but let me shake it a little bit I remember, like I've had so many stories where people talk about attempting to get into the media industry, especially the girls, and the men who are already in existing positions of influence ask for some exactly in exchange for opportunities. what I wanted to say. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I have I have things to add on, but after you. It's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Because we're talking about staying grounded. If um, you are the kind of person who doesn't understand your values, living an intentional life, understanding your worth. And for me, I think when it comes to dignity, I can't compromise when it comes to that. Dignity and decency, uh-uh, I don't compromise. So most of the time, you know, sometimes you don't even know the position. Some people are not even in positions of influence. But the mere fact that, you know, this person works with National Media Group, this person works with NBS or Next Media, this person works with capital fm you already feel like oh my goodness whatever it is yes. whatever it is i'm going to do it and get me the job most so of actually the time, not even get me the job some people just want to be associated exactly with people in the media it's so bad i don't know who painted this picture <laughs> that the media is so like it's such a glamorous once you know blessing and yeah. I'm going to tell everyone yeah. I know her. Like I don't know who created that illusion but sis, wherever you are it's an <laughs> illusion. And you know sometimes um, if you need a job there are particular things we do that get us the job but they do not keep those jobs. Exactly. So if you're thinking about that it's high time you reconsider and most of the time majority actually are married men Someone is going to look at you, have a one night stand with you, you won't even get anything. And then they're done with you, they're just going to talk about you and someone else is going to come and say, Oh, it's your turn. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. This this they 
things happen. So you really need to stay grounded. Mm. Exactly, yeah. And then for me, the other challenge um, would be about uh, the gender roles. They actually still do exist. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, where people think, ah, no, these kind of things let a man handle. This kind let the women handle. Let a woman handle, yeah. I still, I, I don't believe in that. I believe we can all do something. Mm. Yeah, regardless of the gender bit of it. Uh, Unless someone asks, yeah, me, I can't handle that. Mm. Then I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, still on the point of gender roles, um, they come with a lot of, because they, because they tend to assign roles and responsibilities according to gender, like you said. Mm -hmm. It has also created this pay gap. Let's as well point that out. Um, previously, with previous opportunities that I got, I just remember because this gentleman was a man, mm -hmm. um, really I never knew that he was being paid more than I was earning. Because there is always this situation where people don't discuss their salaries, people don't talk about how much they earn amongst themselves. In fact, your employer even warns you about gossiping. They call it gossiping. Yeah. Don't go talking about <laughs> how much of you, like how much each one of you earns. So you will never know. But the moment I learned that that is always meant to keep people in the dark, to kind of influence the mm. gap between how much people are paid for the same amount of work. Yeah. That is the day I realized, look, bro, I'm actually going to find out some of these things. Yeah. Like, yeah, if we die, we die. But, <laughs> but like you said, unless someone has asked or said that I cannot handle that, I feel like it's unfortunate for you to assign them a role just because woman, man. I yeah. have a, an experience. I spoke to one of... Uh, there is a human resource manager I spoke to and I asked him if something happens and there is a female and a male involved and it involves losing the job who would you let go and he told me it doesn't matter what it is but I know that woman will get a man to take care of her but yeah. this man has to take care of his home so it will definitely be a woman to be fired did he really say that yeah you know this is reminding me sorry this is so uncoordinated <laughs> and very unrelated but i felt like i needed to, to say it so it has reminded me way back when we were in secondary school um i i was being punished for dating um and i remember okay. i know i know <laughs> i remember i was suspended mm. and the guy i was dating was not when i asked the hm the headmaster why am I being the one suspended and the guy isn't? I think the fair thing here is to actually suspend both of exactly. us because we have re in been a dating. relationship. <laughs> Bro, the guy said, You could, the power was in your hands as a woman to say no when that guy hit on you and asked for a relationship. So, because you're the one who says yes, you are the cause of everything. The power was in his hands, not to come to vibe. Thank you. you very much. Exactly. If he, had he not vibed me, <laughs> I wasn't going to be tempted to even like break the rules and start dating in school. Anyways, the long and short <laughs> of it is, I was suspended and he wasn't, and I had to come back just like a week to end of this. Meanwhile, this is like USCE, like end of high school exams. Yes. Okay, so that was so unfair. So mm -hmm. I think that 
this whole disparity between man and woman people really think that it's it has passed and ended but it happens like even in Today. the most subtle ways exactly. yeah like i don't see why i get fired and a man cannot get fired yeah, just because they are taken care of meanwhile women are out there taking care of families guys like that yeah. thinking is so old age i know and majority of these men you find them thinking oh my goodness he drives that he lives in that house meanwhile there's the woman doing all the work and paying all the bills yeah <laughs> anyway um gender roles are real and they still happen and it's it's, it's really sad all way all way around like you're talking about salary talking about uh the assignments all those things happen that shouldn't be like speaking of salaries and we will leave that topic alone i promise speaking of salaries i also feel like the challenge that comes with media is when employers feel like we are giving you enough in terms of exposure mm-hmm. or as a platform we don't really have to compensate you very well mm-hmm. or what you would call compens- compensate you hmm. accordingly with what with your deliverables or with you know your job description because yeah. we're already giving you a platform and other opportunities that come with that i feel like i i really wonder because i'm no longer in that industry like that but i wonder if you remember this conversation came up on social media like yeah. two years back when Sheila Gashumba started this whole 50k mm-hmm. war and people are like you see i could work for 50k if i'm working yeah. for a big brand <laughs> but i think if you are really working for a company and you're producing deliverables i think you should one you should be fairly compensated exactly for what you're bringing to the table mm-hmm. and then the exposure should just be a part of the benefits exactly. of working with that company that's what i think you anyway. know i don't know how how other people see that i think for me it's not just about mainstream media but whichever job you do yeah many people are struggling to to ensure firm um firm companies organizations right from the foundation to where they are and they are still not earning as much as their efforts but i think for me i'm going to note it's going to be two way and i really wish one of these days on teaser conversations you have someone who understands negotiation i think some of us are weak at negotiations Most of the time when someone approaches you and tells you I have a 100k for this you definitely go okay well, I'll do it before long you realize how much effort you're investing how much time how much resources i think it has to go back to we should learn how to negotiate better yeah. and most of the time you need to understand your worth for me over time i've learned if this if what i'm doing or investing in the effort doesn't match yeah. my paycheck then i would rather let it go yeah. so that i have ample time to look for another opportunity yeah. so i think it has to be two way that the employers actually consider that let them pay if you know someone is working extra hours and there is an allowance that has to be given please give it to someone them. has been working for you for the last 5 years and their work is amazing why do you need to wait for someone to write a letter asking for salary increment like honestly some of these people are making profits crazy profits for you mm. you get a project that is worth millions of money and what you're paying is 
pretty less yet you are the one who's doing all the work when these people leave you become mad what is yeah. your problem yeah so i think it has to draw back to being fair because okay me i think work or employment is a two-way thing you need my services i need your service so how about we just simply have a fair trade yeah i offer my services and you also pay me what really I deserve like what I deserve I'm putting in a lot of work but let's learn negotiations that used to be my weakness by yeah, the way yeah. that's why I'm bringing it here it used to be a weakness and I told myself no mm, mommy please <laughs> work on that mm. we need to negotiate better most of us they find you hey Justin where are you only one you know you accept you start doing the work then in between in the middle of everything you start realizing my time my resources my car transport my fuel before long you start lashing i mean so it should be two way if you're listening to this right now and you think you can provide insight mm-hmm. into negotiations and helping people actually be compensated or paid what is fair for what they are providing in return i think do let me know send me an email to teasandconversations at gmail.com i'll be happy to have you in a follow-up discussion that we are going to have you raise a good point about negotiations i actually like to joke nowadays it has become such a saying at home that mm. my mom says it a lot and okay. she says it to my sisters because i love to say if i'm not going to be paid fairly mm-hmm. what i'm going to do i would rather stay home in bed and i say that and i actually do mean it justin if i would rather not waste my day out there because you see when we're starting this uh when we're starting the employment journey we put in a lot we would do work for free exactly. yeah besides volunteering you're even paid less but you're working on something because your your, your eyes are set on something bigger so you work through the ranks steadily you work for free you work for less you endure conditions no then finally <laughs> no lunch no transport allowance nothing but you go through this and learn and hone your skill and become really 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 good at it the hope is when you get to a point where you're really good at something then it has to really be worth all that time and effort you put in way back so if i get to a point and someone's like no asha you see all these other celebrities <laughs> they have done work for less then i'm like perfect go back to those celebrities present the same offer you have presented, presented to me, me. And yeah. see if any of them and will do that. You work. know, I, I think when we have the negotiation discussions, we also need to talk about costing because that goes back to it. I mean, usually you accept a job and you say, okay, yeah, that task, I'll really deliver the services at 500,000, 1 million, 2 million. Have you done proper costing? And by the way, value your time. That is why for me, I would agree with you. I if it's not worth it, I would rather stay in bed. Watch, watch some movie. really great it's <laughs> <laughs> like seriously I you know why time 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 really it means a lot most yeah. of the time let me tell you i think um in 2015 i lost quite a number of uh, opportunities they just you know simply because i didn't have i was so weak at negotiations and i used to think i mean i have to prove myself yeah. you have to prove yourself to your employer but your employer as well has to prove a point to you that they can be able to pay up what is what you deserve mm. 
exactly so just don't it's too late yeah yeah it that has to the, be too late that is the long and short of it exactly. oh and on this note uh before we go to our wrapping up um discussion i have also recently realized that the voicing industry in this country is probably one of the poorly oh paid or compensated is it even an industry because it's part of the media so i don't know it's a section within the media industry it is one of the poorly compensated and i was having a discussion with a stranger on twitter and he was asking me about um how to design a red card mm-hmm. how do you know how to rate i've had i've read articles that say if for maybe a hundred words this much and i told him look there's a time in this industry where i could have worked for 50,000 Ugandan shillings or even less and i was paid there's even someone who gave me 30k and i watched the whole page 30,000 Ugandan shillings because i didn't know better mm-hmm. i had no idea how to rate i I had no idea how to cost. I had no idea and this is what like I really I'm so happy you raised that cuz most people don't know. But with time you start feeling like then you hear your voice being played on radio for like 5 months. Then you think about the 30k you were paid. I know. And you start making sense of that 30k you even remember from your home to where you did the voice from. That and back to your home 15,000 does like 15,000 Uganda shillings so technically you worked for f- and for usually they want shillings. professional voiceovers which require hiring a studio for better sound exactly and a sound recordist yeah so you know that's why it has to go back to costing yes the employer has to know but also we have to learn yeah, yeah. okay wow okay cool so we are going to get to the point uh, you and I left record TV mm. how do you know it's time to move on because you left you left mainstream media we concentrated on like production production exactly (laughs) and then recently you're a month old now in your new job so congratulations (laughs) thank you i'm doing amazing work thank you thank you i'm really loving everything and i'm so grateful to everyone who watches every single night and i have to say you know this opportunity means so much to me, just yeah. as much as the, the time when I was at Record TV. Being given an opportunity to speak to masses at that intimate hour, because uh, the news I anchor starts at 9.50 p.m., mm. and that is an intimate hour, because people are either having dinner, they are back from work, someone wants to relax and yeah. get to know what's happening in the country, Either they are done with dinner or they are having dinner and you know it's just time to sit back and relax. These people are trusting you to deliver exactly that yeah. to them. Sit they sit back and listen to me. They sit back and watch what I have to present, what my team has compiled for the entire day. And the mere fact that they give me this whole hour to just listen in, to just watch to go to their Facebook, YouTube and watch live because I see people commenting from elsewhere in the world who are not even in Uganda but they want to know what's happening in the motherland, what's happening to my family in the place like where I came from. Yeah. Oh goodness, you yeah. guys are getting me emotional. Mm-hmm. That means so much to me and 
I value the love and support. Just let's continue doing this life together. Together. <laughs> my number one fan. Thank well, you. Well, technically, I'm not because he's the number one fan in your life, but I'm like your number second fan. The very first time I walked to that newsroom at Record TV, when I saw you, you were seated somewhere, and I told myself, Blessing and I are going to be friends. No. I swear. I I believe I noticed you before you noticed me. I think so too. Yeah. So and See, I, I knew. was kind of a big deal at the time, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I'm told kidding. you. I told I'm you. Kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> the exposure oh had gotten to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. But um I knew you and I had to be friends. I just knew I had to be friends with you. You know, we girls have a lot of drama in our yeah. lives that and then when i looked at you you were different so i told myself i must be a friend <laughs> so us being friends for this long from just friends to now becoming like sisters whatever happens in my life you know mm. about it mm. whatever goes on like hey come on me this and that happened and you're always there to fill me in to help me when i'm down celebrate my high moments i mean i'm grateful how do people stay humble when people are talking good things about them? I don't know. I'm not here like, oh, I can't, I can't, everyone should hear this. <laughs> no, thank I'm you very so much. I'm so grateful. Thank you very much for the so, gift of friendship. So, um, we've been friends for like five years now. Five or... Actually, it's like 2016. Because I joined in... It was 2015. 2015. So it's like seven years. I think it's going to be wow. Like we do need one. <laughs> so how did you know it was time for you to take a break from one job, then break off and then you know recoup and then go into another? Okay. I have to say dear young girl listening to me, even if you're not a girl <laughs> um it should live an intentional life. It doesn't matter whether you're young or you consider you consider yourself old. Whatever you are, it's never too late to live an intentional life. So we have short and long-term goals in life. And for me, I have my short and long-term goals all the time. I keep reminding myself. I think I, I remember telling you that I have stick notes on my wardrobe to just keep reminding me of the things I have to do mm. and those I've done. And living an intentional life and you understand your vision, your short and long-term goals. You have to evaluate yourself after a particular period of time. Personally, it's the year has three quarters, but for me, I consider two quarters. And I usually, after six months, I evaluate. After a year, I evaluate again and I ask myself, is this contributing towards my long-term goals or the short-term, whichever, whichever it is? Is it contributing? If it's not contributing, my question is, am I going wrong? somewhere or the other party in my life maybe it's a job or a partnership whatever i'm doing is it also playing the role right or not and once i feel that it's no longer contributing then it's time for me to move on because i know exactly what i want yeah. and my question is yes i know what i want it's now a year down the road nothing is happening where am i going wrong somewhere or 
the other party in my life is going wrong somewhere. So I consider, and I'm like, no, I think it's time for me to move on. Once it's me going wrong, I believe in changing behavior, by the way. So I always do. So for me, I can't say record was, um, I wouldn't say it didn't contribute. Mm. Actually, I think my greatest experience to, especially when it comes to post-production, it started from record TV. We were a very small team, but a family. Yeah. So we were given a great opportunity to explore, try a few things here and there. And I learned through that try and error, I learned so many things. So after three years, I questioned myself, now these three years, what have you done? Where have you gone? Actually, it was before the three years, I think two years. And then I started talking to you about it. But I think it's time for me to move on. But you know the fear of the unknown. I yeah. kept on. <laughs> yeah, so... When it clocked three years and then I felt like I'm offering my best, but I started feeling that the company was, you know, failing me at some point. When you're kickstarting a job, they can offer you one million and, ah, it's okay. They can offer you two million. Yeah, it's okay. But as time goes on, responsibilities are different. Yeah. You start, uh, sometimes you grow through the ranks yeah. and the money never you know, it so you just with it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so you feel like, okay, maybe I can do this, but as time goes on, you start, you know, evaluating is yeah. this contributing or not? And if it's not, it's your time to move and don't be scared to move. Oh, goodness, don't be scared to move. Move if you feel like you have to move, please do move. Let me tell you, whenever I feel scared to move, I listen to a song, mm-hmm. um, it's by Sarah, I think it's called Brave. Mm. Say what you wanna say. Oh, let good. Well, honestly, honestly, be red. We want to be at but whatever. It's <laughs> alright. We've we've accepted our fate. I know. We'll never but to be it. honest, every time I feel scared to take that move, every time I feel scared to say it to my employer, to my supervisor, yet I feel the need to move. I listen to that song. And all the moves I've made, they've always amounted to bigger and better. I'm mm-hmm. grateful to God for that. Yeah. yeah. Amen. <laughs> um, I feel, as we wrap up, I also feel like the, I mean, when we start certain jobs, when we start working, we're filled with a lot of enthusiasm. We're so excited for it. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but if you ever get to a point where you feel like you're dragging your feet in the morning to go to work, yeah. You've lost that enthusiasm. You don't look forward to going to work. There has to be reason. Exactly. So I'm not saying just blindly ignore whatever is going on, whatever is leading you to that position, because you have to look at the reasons why yeah. you feel like that, or the reasons why you don't your feel like... Your supervisor calls in and you just say, like, dude, no. <laughs> you're lying endlessly. You say you're unwell, but you're lying. You're even just home. You're just there like... I don't feel like I can do this job anymore. You feel like you've hit the ceiling yeah. at that particular job. I honestly will encourage you to consider moving on. Yeah. If you always feel like you've gotten to a point where that job no longer serves your purpose, it no longer satisfies you, you have to love what you are doing. Okay, forget doing it just so you can earn some money. There is that. I mean, you could push through all that to earn money, and that's okay with that. But I mean, if you have always felt like I need to move on from this point 
to that point do not be scared to do it when i say it as mentioning a podcast and i kept saying oh my god i'm so scared to do it someone on twitter said cheers to being scared but still doing it yes it's okay to be scared do it scared in fact yeah. even quit when you're scared it's okay that's fine but when you go back home regroup and think about your terms that you said for your long your short tick 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 exactly. and then see what has remained unticked mm-hmm. and what has led you to this point and then make the decision it's okay to move on it's really it's really totally okay, okay. Yeah. and then i think this word goes out to employers and employees one of the things that contributes greatly to um people feeling like oh, i'm so tired i think i should move on they feel like they can't go on anymore i I believe in people taking days off. That annual leave, you guys. Sometimes you're drained, and sometimes you see that lunch lunch break. Yeah. Where you call your loved one, your mom, your dad, mm-hmm. your husband, your wife, They're your kids, and you just talk to them. You go back to work feeling fresh. You see that one month when you're home, just enjoying your family, doing what you love, going to the cinema and watching movies. By the time you report back to work, you're ready. Mm-hmm. But some of uh, these rights, those days off, um, th- that annual leave, some people are not actually enjoying those benefits. Yeah. And then for you who is applying for this annual leave, please have plans. Don't yeah. just ask for leaves anyhow. <laughs> have a plan. Yeah, right. What are you going to utilize your leave for? So mm. have a plan. And then employers emphasize, please respect people's lunch breaks if you know i'm supposed to be at work from 8 to 7 p.m sometimes mm-hmm. i just need that time to get home take care of whatever i have to take care of i'm away from work my my weekend if i'm not supposed to work over the weekend seriously let me tell you it might not it might sound a weird way but sometimes those two days off they they really contribute a lot. And if you know that this person has to, no matter what, come through over the weekend, give them some allowance. Yeah, I'll feel okay. But those are some of the reasons that people feel stressed. They feel like yeah. they can't carry on after lunch time. Mm. Okay. Um, we've come to the end of this particular episode, Justin. Justin anchors news on Spark TV uh, weekly at 9.50. I almost said 3.50. <laughs> because <laughs> the news is in Uganda bulletin. I know. So we say the time the other way around. It yeah, would actually, be serious now is it? Uganda banange agafe we literally bring the news to you agafa mchitundu chenzo kubanga telemanyi tewasibiyo maybe sijobira naye bazadde bubabe so agafe yoko natubira nago Spark TV sawa Saturday dachikata kazachira Monday to Friday episode no and conversations and sigadens a blessing lemonange justin before we go i have a parting quote as always and today's parting quote is oh i'm going to give this to justin ah, what is our parting quote today's quote okay letting go is hard but being free is beautiful Wow, this speaks to no, me. No, read that again. Read that again. People, letting go is hard. Sometimes not just hard, but really hard. But being free is beautiful. 
that is our parting quote for today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Teas and Conversations. I hope you really enjoyed it. You learned from it. You were ready to do it scared. Whatever it is you've been planning on doing to remind you that moving on is okay. Taking a break to regroup is really okay. Tina, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yes. And for allowing me to share and express myself. I I cannot wait to have you again. I can't wait to have you again. Anytime. 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 I'm coming back for the next episode. <laughs> Don't be surprised if I sit down with Justin once again. Because I really, really enjoy her company. Anyway, it's time for us to go and catch up with the rest of our sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.